and welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review and anyone who shared our podcast on social media. Our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Perform Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. Today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the lovely Dominic Webb. Now Dominic is head of October Studios' costume and makeup department. Thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Um, so I would love for all the listeners to hear a little bit about what you get up to on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so my job is I am head of costume and makeup for October Studios, but what that really entails is that I dress everyone and I make sure their hair and makeup is appropriate for whatever they're filming during the day. So first thing, I'm the first person you'll see in the morning and you come and see me after you've arrived at the studios and then we will put you through costume first and then put you through hair and makeup and just make sure you're completely camera ready for your day's filming. That's amazing. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about um, what inspired you to get into this line of work? Where did it all start for you? So for me, it all started, I started off when I was really young, I started as an assistant stylist and I used to do pop videos. So I would, you know, I'd be there ironing the things and getting stuff out of bags. And it was not a glamorous job, but it was in the right industry. So I was kind of, I was in that world. And then one day, a really lovely makeup designer said to me, I was standing around on set and she said, oh, could you help out with the dancers and just do a bit of powder? and a bit of lip gloss on them. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. And she gave me the things and I went over and started doing that. And I realized almost instantly that I loved doing makeup. And that was the thing that I really suddenly had this passion for. So I went and retrained and went to college in London and trained to be a makeup artist, went out and did that and did it for about 10 years, just doing makeup and doing hair and I did sort of everything that you could do advertising and magazines and anything anything and everything and then one day I was asked if I would take some costumes away so we were uh, flying out to Canada and they said would you take the costumes with you and as well as doing their makeup just make sure the actors are in the right clothes so I said yeah that sounds great and did that and then they asked me to do another job and then another job and I was always taking these bags of clothes out with me and dressing the actors and then in the end, they said to me, oh, actually, there's a bit of money. Could you please, there's an actress coming out with you and she needs a wardrobe of clothes for this role. Can you buy those? So I then did that. And then I did, the producer that had hired me, I said, if you ever need anybody to do this properly, you know, I would love to be your costume designer as well as design your makeup. And sure enough, six months later, they called me up and said, there's a job in. We'd love you to do the costume as well as doing the makeup. And we combined the two things together and I just made one big department. And that is how I started. And 10 years later, 
I am still doing costume, hair, makeup, special effects, and getting every artist ready for whatever they're supposed to be. That's amazing. That's incredible. And I love that you seized that opportunity for yourself. You were in the in the right area and you knew you wanted to continue in that. So the fact that you made something happen by saying, look, if you ever need me, I, I will be there. And then six months, it did take six months later, but then that call came. That must have been amazing. And you must have felt really rewarded for all your hard work. Yeah, I think I did. And I think that that is the one piece of advice that I would give people is if you feel like you can do something and you feel that you're passionate enough to do it, then go for it because you just never know. Somebody might actually ask you to do the thing you feel that you can do and you might get that opportunity. And had I not asked, I never would have got that job. So I think it's really important in whatever aspect of the arts that you want to go into, that if you see an opportunity or you can make your own opportunity, then go for it. Because nobody's going to help you unless you ask. Unless you say, I want that, people are not going to offer it to you. So go out there and make your own things happen. That would be my one piece of advice to everyone. Is don't wait for somebody to offer you something or make that opportunity happen for you. It's not going to happen. You have to make it yourself and go out there and grab it. I love that I always talk about creating opportunities and that is a perfect example of when you have your foot in the door with the right people just making something happen so that's amazing thank you for sharing that with us so you've worked with so many people and when it comes to actors once they get a job they have to come in for fittings and things like that in costume first what are some of your top tips of advice for actors to make your life easier during costume fittings so I would say that there's two things. There's a balance that you have to strike between being the artist and saying, I feel that the person would wear this or I feel that they might dress like this, but letting the costume designer also do their job. Because at the end of the day, is the costume designer's job to decide what you're supposed to wear. So I think when you go into a costume fitting as an artist, I would go in understanding my character, having done some research on them, know what they might be like, but let the costume designer do their job. And then you can kind of interact with them and say, look, do you feel that for this scene, he might be dressed like this, or she might be wearing these shoes for this because it makes her feel a certain way. So I would say, go in with your research done on the person, the character that you're playing, but then let the person do their job and work with them. So it can be a really wonderful collaborative experience but only if the two people, if you let each other gel naturally together. So, for example, I, I worked with Douglas Hodge, who is um, a very well-known actor in theatre and um, on the stage, but he's less used to, um, you're less used to seeing him maybe in television dramas and things like that. But he came and he played Richard Nixon. So, obviously, that is a very unique, iconic character. Everybody knows kind of what he looks like. And so the journey that we had together was amazing because it was a collaboration. So he told me how he wanted to be dressed and how he felt. I told him what was historically correct and what we had to mix together. And we mixed both his vision and my vision together to turn him from Douglas into Richard Nixon. And the transformation happened with the clothes and the contact lenses and the whole thing. And by the end of his morning in the chair with us, he was suddenly Nixon. 
through going through that process. So I think when you go to a fitting, it's go very much uh, that you're open to any suggestions, but also it's fine to have some kind of clear idea of how you think the person might be dressed. That's amazing. And that's such good advice as well. I think that that's so important for artists to know that they they can share that opportunity of collaborating with costume. But also, are there any big red flags that people come in and do and you're like, oh, please, actors, don't do that. It makes our life really difficult. <laughs> um. Yeah, possibly when your idea is too formed in your head so when an actor comes in and says i think he should be wearing this or i she should be in this dress for this scene for that because that's what i've envisioned when you come in too aggressively i would say that's a kind of big no-no because it makes us think well this is our job you know we're we're trying to dress you so having too much of a kind of aggressive input into how you think you should be dressed i think is the bit where you can suddenly be on a slightly odd footing with the designer so if you come in and you want it to be more collaborative i think go down that route and the other thing i would say which sounds silly but really i know gets every costume person's game is when you turn up for the job come in black socks and without all of your jewelry on this applies to men and women come in like you know don't come in the jazziest thing socks that you have and loads of jewelry that you then have to take off that then has to be looked after by someone that again is one of those things that costs it's like a costume secret that it drives all the people in costume absolutely nuts so i'd say avoid doing things like that that is solid gold advice guys make sure you go in your black socks and no jewelry <laughs> absolutely and you'll make your life easier for everybody um trust me it will like they'll really appreciate it that's such a good piece of advice i feel like that needs to be plastered everywhere that's a big secret everyone needs to know about well i keep saying at drama school that they should put it into the syllabus that you should be told all actors should be told wear black socks now for the rest of your life <laughs> don't get tattoos in really obvious places you'll just annoy the makeup department i've heard i've heard a lot about that in college we did get talked to, to about that about not having tattoos in obvious places um but the black Good. socks rule is is new to me yeah Black socks, honestly, you'll make every costume department so happy if you turn up in black socks. And this is exactly why we needed you on. We needed to find out all the goss. <laughs> um, so if someone was passionate about costume and wanted to get into your area of expertise, what would you say to them is a great way of getting started and getting known in the industry and kind of getting their foot in the door? Well, so the traditional route would be obviously to train in some aspect of it. So you could train in tailoring or textiles or many different things. But if you don't have that opportunity, and for example, I'm the same, I wasn't trained, I didn't go to, I've never done a course in anything to do with costume. But because I wanted to do it and I was passionate about it, it's about, with anything I think in this business, about starting at the bottom and working your way up. So if you feel that you've got a real passion, you really want to work in costume in this industry, then go and get yourself a job with a theatre where you can help out in the costume department or with a designer where you can help out and be their trainee. So a lot of places will have trainee schemes. A lot of people are allowed to have a trainee. Maybe you're not, you just get paid your expenses for the first time when you do it. But if you get on with that designer, then you could then become their assistant. And then from their assistant, you would then work your way up. 
So I think like now in my team, I have a co-designer, Daniel Franklin, and he worked his way up from being um, working like as a costume runner for me. And then he's worked his way up and now he is a co-designer with me. So he'll take over entire shows and dress everybody, sort, sort everything out from, you know, shoes up. Um, and I think he's a great example of just working in the business learning from the people that you're working with and raising up through experience because that's how you get on in this job in this business is the more experience you have the more likely you are to be picked for the job unfortunate because you have to get the experience in the first place but you know so my advice would be to start yourself at the bottom anywhere you can in the theater as i say or in a television company or for a designer or whoever and then just get in and see work your way up you might have to make a bit of tea at the beginning, but, you know, there's worse ways to start. Absolutely. Um, so you have the most incredible costume hire company. I would love for any production companies that are listening to this to hear all about the Dynasty Wing. Please tell us all what it's all about, because it's incredible. So the Dynasty Wing is my costume hire company, and it started from nothing. Literally, one rail of clothes and a laundry bag filled with a few shoes and some hats. And over the past 10 years, I have collected, bought things in, found things to turn it into now. There's about, I don't know, 10,000 costumes in my stores now. Uh, it's affectionately called the Dynasty Wing because you can come in as one person and leave as quite another. And we cater to anything from a student film all the way through to a feature film. We are happy to work with any people. We are happy to send you out the full costume. So if you didn't have the money, say for a you know, standby and people working on it, we can send you the whole thing from the wig to the glasses, to the dress, to the shoes, to whatever you want. And then you can have that whole look or you can have multiple looks and have somebody from my team come and help you with it. So we try to, what I've tried to do is that rather than being some big, exclusive costume hire where everything costs a fortune and it's all if you break a hanger we're going to charge you for it on the way back we're a little bit more easy breezy we'll try and help you we can do designing for you make things put it all together so that it's i really wanted it to be a sort of one-stop shop so it's very artist-based, So, it's, but we're very happy to have artists come in, um, actors, producers, directors, and be completely collaborative about how we put these things together. So, But of course, you can also just call up and say, can I have a lady's dress for a Victorian scene that we're doing? And I will say, yes, of course you can. But you can also have 20 American policemen, if that's what you wanted. Um, so hopefully it's a costume hire company that caters to absolutely everybody rather than being too exclusive. That's amazing. And honestly, they have the most incredible costumes. I've been lucky enough to be in some of them and they are beautiful and so lovely. They're gorgeous. Well, we were lucky enough to dress you. I think that's the way round. That should be, Bethany. It was an absolute pleasure and you were I think um, in some of, you were, I think in a couple of my favourite uh, 1940s dresses and things. So it really was a pleasure for us to have you in the dynasty ring. So thank you. Thank you. It was so lovely. I got, I got lovely, lovely costumes. It was very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I felt proper looked after and treated. It was lovely. Um, 
So you've obviously worked really closely with a lot of actors. So when you're on a really long project, on a really long job, what are some of the things the actors should do throughout that process to help costume and to remember when they're working with you for a really long project? So I would say it's just being sort of mindful. I mean, we always call it, it's like the Wicked Witch of the West thing, is when you walk into an actor's trailer and there's just a pile of clothes on the floor as if they have melted into the ground. (laughs) That, I would say, is probably costumes kind of like, we get a little bit annoyed by that. So if you were on a long job, if you just hang up, even if you don't do it particularly well, if you hang up your costume at the end of the day and leave everything kind of neatly, you're helping the person that then has to come and clear that away or change it or switch out a shirt because you need a clean one or whatever might have to happen when you're not there as the artist. Then it's those things because then costume can see that you're trying to help them. And so therefore it's more of a, Again, it's more that collaborative thing. We're on a long job. You know you're going to be wearing this suit every single day. So if it's hung up at the end of the day, we can sort it out, make sure it looks as it should do, and then it's all ready for the next day. It makes the person whose job it is to look after those things. It just makes their life a bit easier. So I would say that, you know, that black socks, then you're on to a winner. Um, And, you know... It's one of those things, I just think, as long as the wardrobe department are being polite towards you, then it's a two-way street. I think it's just, you know, those types of things. That goes a really long way. And I think sometimes people maybe forget that, that uh, thank you for somebody sorting your costume out on camera or uh, hanging up of a shirt at the end of the day. That really does go a long way with the costume department, much further than I think probably people would think. So other than that, it's, it is our job to look after those things. So we will look after them, you know, so just a little bit of a little bit of help either way, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think people realise how much costume do. There is such high stakes for a costume department. You know, everyone's getting in touch with them, whether they need something repairing or something altering, or, you know, the producer wants to check that something's right and ready for later on, not even what's just happening right now. There's so much. And I feel like, you know, just a thank you in to anyone goes a long way but when someone's making sure that you're right for camera or for stage and they're helping adjust you when they've got a million and ten other people and everything to think about it it's massive and people massively underestimate the amount of work it takes for the costume department yeah and it's quite a long day and things like that i think sometimes people don't realize that obviously costume and makeup are in we're in much earlier than everybody to make sure it's all ready. Then we work before anything's, you know, before any filming begins. And then at the end of the day, things have to be washed, as you say, repaired, sorted out for the next day. So it's quite a long day. And I think that um, if everybody's mindful of that, then that kind of helps out. Um, and also, the, you know, a costume, a sort of a costumier or somebody dressing somebody, you can have a really amazing relationship and the artist can really feed off that person. And if they need any reassurance, they can get it from there. If they're uncomfortable, then they come to costume. So if you have a good relationship with costume, it can be quite a nurturing thing as well, particularly to the artist, because we can really look after the person. 
And I think, again, if you have a really good relationship, then you're obviously more inclined to look after that person even more, you know. So you can tell if an actor is getting on with the costume department because they'll be warm. And the actor that's not getting on so well with the costume department, they might not have quite a nice keep warm coat on and they might be a little colder. So, you know, it's advantageous, I would say. Absolutely. And just appreciation goes a long way in ev to everyone in this business. Just always say thank you. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah, I agree. Um, so obviously, you know, um, like we say, you've worked really closely with many, many many artists so what would your biggest piece of advice be to anyone who's aspiring to be in this industry to anyone who's aspiring to work alongside costume or in costume what would your top bit of advice be to anyone that's listening I would say that if you regardless of what you want to what aspect of this industry you want to get into I would say being nice is going to get you a really long way because the thing about, as we've said, the long hours, the relationships you have to have with people, all of those things, you are always, particularly from my point of view as a designer, I'm always going to pick my team based on people that I like because I know I have to spend 14 hours a day with them, possibly for six months. So I think being nice, being having a broad, open face and an open outlook onto everything, that is a winner for anyone. If you're an artist, if you're an actor, if you're dancing, if you're anything, you're going to auditions. If you go with a broad, open smile and you're there for, to work, to work hard and be enthusiastic, then that is going to carry on a huge amount I mean more so sometimes than talent because if you're if you're in the moment and you're appreciative of who you are and where you are and you're lucky to have that job and you're open to all those experiences you say yes to everything then you're going to get on really really well because it's one of those businesses you know being nice being fun being friendly are all incredibly advantageous I would say Absolutely. I think that's great advice. And I think even throughout everyone's training, that aspect of it gets forgotten about so much. But it really matters. Like this is an industry where you have to connect with people all day, every day. And you've got to be there for long periods of time on long contracts. And it's about rebooking each job, you want the continuity continuity of work. So it's it's absolutely essential to have good working relationships with as many people as you can and just being so lovely to work with. Yeah, because also I think people forget that repeat bookings are very common in this business if you're doing well. So, for example, at October Studios, where I work, if people come and we have a good time with them, actors, um, SAs, crew members, whoever it might be, if they're fun and we have a good time, then they will be asked back because we make lots of different TV shows, we make lots of different films, lots of different things. So being an actor, you can be in lots of different things. And if you come and we're all, you're part of the family and you know, like, let's just go for it, let's work hard, let's see what we can do, then you're gonna be asked back. So I think that people forget that, that it's a very small business. Everybody talks about each other. And you just know that if somebody's great to work with, they've been really fun, they've been a great collaboration, then of course you're going to say to casting and to their agents and everything, they were wonderful. Please, anytime they want to come back to us, let's have them back. So 
think of it in that way, you know, that it can lead to like months and months of repeat bookings for things. And we had lots of the same people come back to the studio, particularly with our actor friends. You know, somebody will come in and they'll play one role in a TV show and then they'll come back a few months later and play something else in some other show because everybody's got on with them. So, you know. Yeah, and I think as a self-employed performer that we we are in this business, you know, and also, you know, you're running yourself as a business, you want that repeat booking. But I think it's so important to remember that your reputation starts from from the moment before your training everything gets remembered for such a long time and people are often asked for character references so you got to make sure because like you say everyone knows everyone yeah and even the small things that you'll hear of a story of somebody will get into a taxi from the hotel to come to the studio well because we use the same taxi company all the time we hear about everything that goes on in the taxi so really you're on the clock from the minute you leave that hotel until your working day finishes as an actor, because people are always, they know who you are. You're the most recognisable people there. And so therefore it's like always be mindful of the fact that literally from the minute you step out of that hotel, you're on show. And so if you're pleasant, you're fun, you're nice, you're all of those things, everyone's going to remember you. And unfortunately, sometimes if you do something bad, you know, the bad things, people do remember those as well. So, you know, I've heard the odd story from, you know, my mate Johnny Drive the Taxi will say, oh, we had so-and-so in the car the other day. She was a bit hard maintenance or he was a little bit difficult. And so you think, oh, wow, you know, so you hear it's it's that small that you hear all these things from all quarters. So I think, you know, staying staying in that zone, that kind of positive zone the whole time really will help you out in the long term because people will remember all the good things but unfortunately they do remember sometimes the bad things as well so be careful be careful of who you shout at yeah definitely and just be kind to everyone and then you'll never have an issue <laughs> absolutely right that's how i try to live my life yeah definitely. so be kind to everyone and see what happens absolutely I would love for you to share how people can find you because you have amazing social platforms and I would love for them to follow you. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes. But if you just want to quickly share what platforms you're on and where people can best find you and follow your work. Okay, so probably the best place to find me is on Instagram um, and that's the Dynasty Wing. Uh, and that is my costume business. But we also put on a lot of pictures of the artists backstage and we put up different things about costumes and, and all things like that. And then I'm Dominic Webb and I'm also I'm on Instagram as well. So that's probably the best way to find me. If you want to contact me, you can do it through there as well. Um, and other than that, you know, I am always open to anyone's questions or inquiries. So if you wanted to find me on Insta, do that ask me anything you like and I'll, if i you know if, when i get a spare five minutes i'll always answer everything um and as i say that's where we really show we show all the costumes we show what i do for a living we also show as i say lots of backstage stuff and the process of getting the artists ready and all those things so they're all there if people want to check them out that's amazing and please do go and follow because Dominic is so lovely and he's incredible at his job and the Dynasty Wing, like I say, have the most amazing costumes. So please do go and check them out. Dominic, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here today and share such valuable insight for our listeners. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. And again, honestly, you were a wonderful artist to work with, a pleasure to dress, and it's lovely to see you again. And I hope that it has been of some interest or help to anyone. And, you know, I hope anyone starting out in this business, I hope you do really well. So I just wish everyone the best of luck. Ah, oh, thank you, Dominic. And thank you to all our listeners. This has been Performer Talks, and I've been your host, Bethany Unwin.